This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 130 of the Healthy Critters Radio on the Horse Radio Network. Healthy Critters Radio is brought to you by Biostar US. Find them online at biostarus.com. On today's show, we talk with our good friend Lizzie Meyer on how she and her pets cope with the Texas polar vortex. The breed of the show is the red panda. In critter nutrition, we focus on hindgut health in horses. And in Coffee Clatch, we share a Twitter feed called Thoughts of Dog. Listen in. Tigger. Hey, this is Coach Jen, and I'm filling in for two parts today because Patty <laughs> yes. Patty Perucci couldn't be with us this evening. She's got some family obligations to take care of, so it's a free-for-all! <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a really interesting and, and exciting guest coming up a little bit later yes, in the show, Lizzie Meyer, so we're going to make the quiz portion of our show <laughs> oh, <geez>. succinct. <laughs> um, Tigger, you just mm-hmm. returned from your annual trip to Wellington for the winter. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now, how long were you in Wellington this year? Two and a half months. Two and a half months. You drove, did you drive straight through on the way home or did you drive? No. You, no, I, I do 10 hours the first day, spend the night and then seven hours the next day. There we go. So that's a lot of driving. Uh, I, and as er, anyone who's ever taken a long road trip knows, you sit in a car, you're sitting still and you are exhausted. Yes. When you get where you're going, yes. how do you recharge your physically and emotionally? How do you get recharged after a road trip like that? You mean once it's done? Once or it's in done. Once, once you get home, you you leave the car, you collapse in the bed, you get some sleep. How do you get? Because mo- a lot of times you get home, you're like, okay, I'm exhausted, and then you. It's hard to get in gear again, to get going again. How do you oh, it's, it's rev up? It's so hard. I, I call the day after I get back from Florida the lost day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because... <laughs> the lost day, I like that. I ha- you have to remake your routine. And I have a very different routine in Florida in a lot of, I mean, you're still feeding dogs and that part doesn't change. But what you're doing that sort of changes. And I found myself wandering around yesterday going, I know I have to empty my suitcases and I have to put this away, but nah, don't really feel like it. (laughs) (laughs) And um, Peter always laughs at me because the first thing that is, uh, that I set up after I get back from Florida and that's that night that I arrive is my computer. So that gets all set up. So I'm ready to go in the morning. But I, I, I'm, I, I, you know, I get up early. But I find myself, my brain isn't firing a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's yeah, like it's a ta- fog. Takes, yes, yeah. it does. Yes, and I will say one of the great things about traveling with dogs is that at every stop you have to get out and walk them. You know, when you're getting gas. You also have to walk them. And I find that really helpful because it takes my mind away from the road and 
And I got really lucky this trip. I don't know where these gas stations are. I could not tell you. But a couple of them had like paths into a little wood. I mean, not very far, but, you know, where you could actually sort of get away from the interstate and walk with your dogs and, you know, smell the grass and just kind of get your 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 head in a different framework. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, do you find... Um you talked about getting back into your routine once you get home. Do you find your your routine at work? Do you find getting that back into back into order helps a lot? Well, I I work 7 days a week. Yes, you do. So that part doesn't change, but in Florida I see more people. I'm delivering Oh, so things. you're going to have a lot fewer in-person appointments once you get yes. back. So and I can so- see how that I can see how that would really kind of foul up your rhythm yeah well well, well, the revelation i had the revelation today i'm sitting in my chair at the computer and i look down and i have sweatpants on and it's noon and i'm like (laughs) oh my gosh that doesn't happen in florida no 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 so um yeah it's the the pace is slower at home and 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 you're not under the the pressure. Yeah. Wellington is a pressure cooker. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Is it ever? Yeah. So that's interesting. So it's oh, for a lot of people when they do long road trips, when they get back, they're returning to the pressure of everyday living for, in your case, when you go down to Wellington, that's where the that pressure is, is really, really pressure. amped up. So when you yes. come back, you kind of have to, to take a deep breath and settle yes. into a regular routine again. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> And not, you know, look at my schedule every day. Go, oh, I got to be at this bar, and I got to go to WEF. I'm got to drop this, up, this, up. and it, it really is. It's, it's lovely. I, I appreciate both, but I really love being able to be in my sweats. <laughs> there you go. That's what it's all about. So you get back, put on comfortable clothes, take a deep breath, have a cup of cocoa. Exactly, and and bundle up because. It's definitely colder here than it is in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's colder everywhere. All right. Well, that's that's very interesting. And speaking of cold. Oh, my gosh. Lizzie. Yeah. Our let's, dear let's, friend uh, Lizzie. Let's give Lizzie a holler. Vortex. Yeah. We're here now with my good friend, Lizzie Meyer, who's one of my favorite people on the planet. And she she has gone through quite the adventure with the polar vortex in Texas and her and her animals. So I thought it would be great to have Lizzie on to share some of the ahas she gained and some of the funny stories that she would tell me on the phone um, as she went through this uh, very challenging time. Um, Her water pipes burst, of course, like many people in Texas, which of course caused a flood in the kitchen and, you know, the cascade of problems, no power. So anyway, welcome Lizzie. Thank you. Good thing is there's a little construction going on and the most peaceful, quiet place I could find to do this is inside the chicken coop. Which is very nice, actually. <laughs> okay, that's the best opener ever in the history of Healthy Critters. I'm just saying. From the inside of a chicken coop, you know, that could be a show. It's very nice in here. And even during the vortex, I remember sitting inside the chicken coop, making sure everybody had warm water. 
And, um, you know, because I had some that were uh, actually getting really cold that ended up spending the night in a crate in the utility room. And I'm still dealing with my rooster who had severe frostbite on oh. his comb. Wow. Yeah. But it's it's healing beautifully. Calendula ointment is amazing. Good to know. So, is this calendula that you've made yourself? Um, you know, I wasn't organized enough to do that this time, but I, it was just a homeopathic calendula gel, and I just had it in my first aid kit. And I had um, probably three hens that had just very mild damage, and then he had he had the most significant. Oh. So, but he's, but he's on he's the mend now. Okay. Oh, completely. And he's so wonderful just to handle. I just go in in the evening and pick him up and he sits on my lap with three inch long spurs and just sits there as I doctor his comb. <laughs> he's totally, totally happy. So um, among a lot of the the funny stories that you shared with me with your incredible positivity Um because I probably would be stringing swear words together that have never been strung before. The story of the tent. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, it was becoming very uncomfortable to live in my house since there was a giant hole in the kitchen ceiling and, you know, everything was kind of drying and there was still no running water in the house. So I thought, you know. And didn't you have all I those machines going? It yeah. Like- oh, thanks for reminding me. I, I blocked that out. <laughs> <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, I had an excellent water uh, mitigation company come in and um, they had a giant dehumidifier and all of these huge, I mean, turbo fans. It sounded like living inside of like an uninsulated jet engine or something. And so the dogs, like I could have tolerated it with my bedroom door closed, but one of my dogs is already a head shaker and he had already been head shaking a little bit before this. So then the other two were getting a little bit sensitive and never mind the cats. We won't even go there. So I just thought, you know what? (laughs) We have to get out of and we can't just go to a hotel without some organization. So we're going to try an adventure. So I put up this tent, which was 52 square feet, which is big enough for four people. I didn't know it was 52 square feet until later. And um, I, I have these two kittens that were, you know, they're five months old at the time. And, um, and then I've got a, a big gray cat and then my three dogs. And so I just said, come on guys, we're going to have an adventure and sleep in the backyard. So, um, popped up the tent and, um, put the kittens in a crate with the litter box. And, um, it was not the most restful night, uh, within about two seconds, I heard my nice, you know, mattress pad, my little camping pad, start to <gasps> deflate. And I was then on a tree root. And I thought, you know, 
And the little black kitten just so badly just wanted to be (laughs) sleeping on top of me, which is just what these kittens do. So the dogs were were actually being really good until um, there was an armadillo that was near the tent. Um, Resulted in me having to catch the armadillo by hand. That's another story. Yeah, that was another piece that I think I spared you, Tigger. yeah, one of one of the dogs um, took off in the middle of the night. You know, had to go pee. That's kind of what he what he was telling me. But there was also another reason, which was the armadillo. He caught the armadillo and then uh, dropped it after I, you know, was chasing him in my pajamas and um, grabbed a flashlight. Couldn't find my headlight. Had the flashlight in my armpit. Grabbed some gloves quickly my hoof trimming gloves. And then, cause it, this armadillo was running towards the main house and was digging underneath the foundation oh, in, in a flower okay. bed. And so I just went, all right, Annie up, catch the armadillo. I've never touched an armadillo. So I caught the armadillo Did without they dislocating their tail. No, 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 no. Oh no, no, no. They, you have to watch out for the claws. It's kind of like catching a snapping turtle to okay. watch out for the claws. So I just sort of, you know, lifted the base of the tail and they're extremely strong. And then I sort of scooched him against the foundation, grabbed a net, uh, you know, just so happened to have a net and then just sort of propped up the front and scooped him up and gently just, I had to make sure he didn't have puncture wounds from the dog. He was perfectly fine and he took off. Then we, we went through the rest of the night in the tent. And um, now, how many dogs was, were on the bed? Well, um, after two nights in the tent, we decided to try uh, my detached office, kind of unfinished small house, 144 square foot house. Um, there were three dogs on a twin bed. <laughs> that was worse than a sardine can. Um, I couldn't move. I move a lot when I sleep. And then there were cats. So I had Merlin, my puffy gray cat, next to my head. And he was not happy about this. And then there was there were these two kittens on top of my chest. And, you know, it circled up like yin and yang. And I just was not feeling that way laying there. Uh, but honestly, it was so much better than that darn tent. I mean, the tent got me grounded really fast because I was on the tree root. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. And no mattress pad. (laughs) My back. I wouldn't have been able to get up. (laughs) I I, I really just didn't want to move. I was so exhausted. I just slept. I just just needed to be outside in the, you know, in the company of trees and just sleep. And it worked. It was fine. Until the rooster. The rooster, you know, if I'm 10 minutes late feeding, he, I swear he knows exactly where I am at all times. He came to the tent door and did his cockadoodle do. And I just looked up like, when is this going to end? <laughs> that was just the first few nights. <laughs> how, okay. How many nights did you get to camp out in your tiny house? That wasn't really quite a oh, house. The, well, the tent was only two nights. 
the tiny house is an ongoing phenomenon. Um, <laughs> the coolest part, though, is that I found an incredible candy woman and her brother. And they, I just said, here's what I need. And they have done, I mean, an incredible job just making it livable and, you know, nice and, you know, everything. So I've spent, I don't know, the last, I don't know, close to two and a half weeks, something like that in there, in the twin bed with firm boundaries with the dog. And 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 some other activity has gone on in, in the said, you know, tiny house um, involving cats that... Uh, like? You know. Well, I woke up one morning to this incredible um, screaming and um, nobody fights here so I turned on the light and these kittens had an appointment to be um spayed and neutered right at six months but it's going to happen a tiny bit earlier I will spare you the details (laughs) so there will be no litter nobody worry (laughs) so gotcha I've made it to six months with every other cat but these were uh ready ready sooner so yeah this is extenuating yeah. circumstances yeah yeah exactly um what have been some of your ahas well in the beginning i, I was feeling tremendous anxiety around how am i going to figure all of this out how will i deal with the home insurance and the you know, uh, like just finding a contractor and just just dealing day-to-day yeah. stuff and cleaning up, oh my gosh, and just living in a really messy house and having, you know, all kinds of stuff that is awaiting a dumpster in the front yard. And yeah, you know, just like dealing with that type of clutter that I'm mm-hmm. not used to, but not allowing my mind to get soaked in that vibration because what I, I kept watching the dogs and, um, you know, anytime I was a little bit anxious, I was seeing it in them because two of the three are 12 years old. And, you know, this disruption has been really, um, a challenge. We'll just say that they're adapting, but it's been a challenge. And then, you know, I would see it in the, and they have health issues. Yeah, they're, they're, you know, kind of special, special needs kinds of, um, kinds of animals that live here. And, um, so it made it, you know, and then I watched the horses, this, this herd of you know, retired horses and they were laying down a lot and I, and that's not normal for them to lay down as much as they were after this whole thing. So I kind of had to step back and say, you know, I need to get really quiet. Even if I'm exhausted, I need to just stop all of this mental energy because it's it's affecting all of us in some way. And if I'm not, if I don't have it together in some way, they're going to keep feeling it even more. So I need to be able to not grab it, not, not grab this whole thing, but more let it go and trust that if I go through the right steps 
and deal with the right people, the right things are going to happen better than you could ever imagine. And it Mm -hmm. took, it took a while, (laughs) took a while. And, um, you know, and it was, it was just to just like relax into the whole thing and focus on one thing. And so the one thing became, can I recreate a nest? Can I recreate, well, I'm sitting in the chicken coop, I guess, but <laughs> there's, there's this one chicken that just walked in. Her name is Kitty. Cause every time I call here, Kitty, Kitty, this one chicken comes running to me. So Kitty is in here as I'm speaking with y'all as an aside. So anyway, but it was just to, just to surrender and to trust and, and just deal with the next thing in front of me instead of trying to figure it all out mm-hmm. and just, just create a new home and just above all, just to be in total gratitude. And when someone told me that in the first week, I just was not thrilled to hear that. No. But as I kind of, and I really respected, you know, this whole gratitude idea, but, but then I started kind of trying it on and my energy just really raised up and it was, it was kind of, um, a relief and I started, the horses seemed more present. Um, the chickens were following me around more and the, you know, I realized I don't really have a routine anymore. So I need to recreate a routine, recreate an identity, recreate all these things that had kind of, you know, I hadn't really paid a lot of attention to before. So, and then everything great, you know, the right people started showing up and, you know, it's, it's all in the works right now. And just trusting that that is like, it's already in motion and being grateful for that. Even Mm -hmm. if it's a small, somebody returned my call or somebody sent me an estimate on time, which was a big deal. Um, you know, just stuff like that. And then, and then the other thing was, you know, cause there have been so many people here between different service people, estimates, you know, um, insurance, like all kinds of people have been here. And so I've had to just be, um, had to get really good at getting grounded quickly and not letting other people's energy influence me too much and find a way to compliment them on the job that they're doing, whether it's it's a really small job or a really big job, because these people are working so hard and they are all working overtime. And, and people are cranky, you know, rightly so, but yes. So just like finding those things has been a really big lesson mm-hmm. and not, not wallowing and, oh, you know, when is this going to be over and, you know, whatever, not even going to the story of it because that kind of energy just kind of pull, it kept pulling me back into the, the trauma of the whole thing and just the yep. disorganization of it all so yeah yeah well i i really admire how you continue to you know be so lighthearted and positive while you know your world is crashing down around you literally 
um, you you've been you've been very inspirational, Lizzie. And it's a very hard thing to do when, you know, when part of your house floods. <laughs> well, I just keep thinking, you know, there are people that, you know, have this so much worse, so much worse than I will ever have this. And it's like, just, just be grateful. You know, you have help, you have insurance, you have all these, you know, everything is in motion and, you know, not, not to worry about it because it's all you know, there, there are people that are really, truly suffering. And I'm just, I keep sending prayers to those people and just thinking good thoughts for them because this is, this is not bad. This is not bad at all. I've heard stories, you know, from a lot of people and I, I feel very, very fortunate. And that's, what's made me, um, try to stay, a little, a little lighter about it. And, um, you know, so many people have helped me, you know, I've had four different places to take a shower before I had water in my little, you know, cabin rigged by irrigation hose and a Y connector. I I mean, seriously, I've had, I've had great neighbors, great friends, People have let me do laundry at their houses. So it's, I'm also keenly aware that, you know, I, I want to not repay, but if, you know, if anyone needs anything of me under these types of circumstances to be the one to offer instead of having to ask, just offering is huge. So, and I've had a lot of people offer and it's been that's been incredible. That's been a gift. That is so, incredible. Yeah. So I'm, you know, and there have been so many people who have just been helping other people and, you know, just neighborly things. I mean, I, I've, I've just watched it and just gone, you know, this is. This Restores is really your amazing. faith in humanity. Oh, completely. Completely. So are there, um, are there some things that you would recommend um, that, we have in our uh, first aid kits or, you know, sort of home emergency things you've learned that you wished you'd had or that you were glad you had? Yeah. Yeah. And I would say the first thing is to remember, even if you're an organized person, when your home is disordered in whatever way, it's hard to find things. Yeah. So like, for instance, I needed something from my first aid kit for one of the dogs and I could, I couldn't find it to save my life, but it's in the first aid kit in the middle of the floor, clearly labeled, but like you don't, you, you can't see the obvious. You really can't. Like I, I, I phoned a friend and she said, is it in your first aid kit? And I just went, Oh, that, that thing. Yeah. My first aid kit's right here. Of course it's right here. So, so, I think um, making things that even if you're under that kind of chaos, that you can find them easily. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big one. Uh, I I definitely have taken uh, quite a bit of aconite and Ignatia homeopathic remedies for, you know, just shock and like what just happened and rescue remedy almost every day. 
I, I think you mm-hmm. can't go wrong with rescue remedies right. for me and the dogs. Um, I would say, you know, when we were in the rolling power outage, um, you know, figuring out the water situation, just really having more backup water than you ever think you'll need. Yeah. Uh, that, that was a big one. And, um, I mean, I don't know. There was a, did have a dog fight. There was a dog fight, um, Ugh. among my pack because everyone was just stressed. Know, stressed out. So, you know, just, just having your standard, you know, cleaning supplies, wind cleaning supplies and things like that. But I think dealing with the stress component is, really important mm-hmm. um, more than anything you know on the physical level because yeah. fortunately you know we were able to you know go to the little house or the tent um or you know we went to a hotel for like three nights but then you have to think about packing for dogs and having someone on backup to feed your cats or check on your horses or you know yeah so. It's just, it's a lot of, I guess, any way to manage a bunch of moving parts because my brain was not functioning very well um, in the in the beginning of this. And I would just right. say it's the last three days, four days, that I've been a little more uh, with it because my, you know, just I'm kind of getting used to a different way of working with Mm -hmm. all of this so well lizzie i'm i'm sending you a virtual hug and again i really um i really want to recognize your your level of mastery at you know learning the lessons and and sharing them because it's how we all learn yeah, well, I've had a lot of help, and um, I would just I appreciate that. I would would recommend. I would have one other thing to add for Annie, okay. if if y'all'd like. If you're a home cooker or a raw feeder, be prepared. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> not oh, have good kitchen. point. Yeah, really good point. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Definitely plan for for more than you think you need of canned or freeze dried or whatever yeah. and yeah. make and, sure well, your have, dogs have a backup plan what out. happens when you have you know 10 days well you can't uh-huh. keep fresh food for exactly. 10 days have a backup no. plan that's like okay i have i have these freeze-dried ingredients that i can add water to and feed immediately so that i can you know yep. it's shelf stable and stuff good idea well thank you yeah. for sharing that with no, us you're welcome. yeah sure <laughs> Teddy. Hello, Jennifer. No, that's Tigger. Uh, Tigger? (laughs) Poor Hedwig. Tigger sounds like she's on drugs. Is she on drugs? She has, isn't she? She's on drugs. (laughs) I knew it. She went back to Virginia and she hit the star. (laughs) Speaking of going back to Virginia, Hedwig, Tigger tells me that you are still in Florida. So I'm... I'm yeah. curious, how long away from home on a road trip is too long? And how do you let your humans know 
that that is the case? Well, so I carefully monitor the weather in New York. That's how I do it. And when it's no longer saying numbers that begin with two, (laughs) then I start to think it's time to go home. But if there's numbers that begin with two, it's not safe at home, even with the wood stove and everything. (laughs) Got it. So where are the numbers now in New York? This morning, there was a number two. Oh. Oh. Oh my. Not the second number, the first number. So it's still not safe in New York. No, maybe next week is looking at a tiny bit better. But we are heading home after Easter. Well, maybe on Easter. It's not quite clear yet. And how do you how do you um tell your your human it's time to go? I just, you know, pick up my stuff and put it in front of the truck. That'll do it. I have a bag, you know. Uh, I of, pack course. It. No. of course. Is, is there any consultation amongst the other Pomeranians, or is this yours and your decision alone? My sister and I tend to be of one mind on these issues. I see. Um, my other sister is coming, you know, to trust us, for she is new and has never done this sort of thing before. Our brother just does whatever we want, for he is a slavish goblin. <sighs> And the other sister is just mustard seed, you know. If you put her upside down, she just does anything, so. <laughs> well, I, are you starting to look forward to going home? Um, no, because of numbers that begin with two. Okay. Um, once the numbers are three and four, will you start looking forward to? Yes, because then there will be, it will be pleasant. And I will gallop about my farm and I will sleep in my other tack room. And then when I am bored with the tack room, which can happen at any time. Of course. I shall go back in the house with the wood stove. <laughs> it's perfect. And, and seeing as how going home is going to involve a road trip. Ah, uh, yes. Very quickly, before we run out of time, tell me what are the best food products to make sure you have for the road trip home? Well, so due to some new rules that have come down in our lives lately. (sighs) We don't get as many treats as we used to. She only gives us dog treats in the truck. Now, do you prefer the chewy sorts of dog treats or the crunchy sorts of dog treats? I like the little ones, you know. I like a little crunchy one. I like a little chewy one. I love munchkins from Dunkin' Donuts. Uh Uh-oh, that's not a dog treat totally a dog treat Tigger. just shut your face any treat that a dog and is eating technically is a dog treat the dog is eating it right mundo. well well we're we hope that you get all the munchkins that you desire and have a safe and happy trip back to new york when the digits start with at least four and uh, we'll we'll check in again with you next month and see how the trip went okay Thank you. I intend to be home, you know, for Easter. It seems appropriate. Yes, it does. You need your own Easter basket. Yes, and also I wish to see pictures of Tigger's puppies and laugh. (laughs) 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 That's how I'm going to laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Thanks, Eddie. And now it's time for the breed of the show. So we're at Breed of the Show, which today is the Red Panda. And uh, 
Jennifer was reminding me that um, I have often thought it would be wonderful, a wonderful pet to have because they're so adorable. They're kind of a raccoon bear. Um, unfortunately, they are endangered. There's only 10,000 left in the world. So uh, that <laughs> would not be a good pet choice for me. And one of the factors that has endangered them is um, is capturing them for the pet trade. So, um, yeah. Um, if you don't know what a red panda is, uh, please look it up on Google because they are the most adorable things you can imagine. They're kind of red fox, raccoon, and bear all rolled into one. They are native to the Himalayas and southwestern China. Their lifespan is 23 years. They are related to skunks, raccoons, and weasels, but they're not direct descendants. They actually have their own line, and they're the only species in it so far. So far, yeah, that could change. Yeah. Yeah. In 2020, a comprehensive genetic study found that the Chinese red pandas and the Himalayan red pandas are two distinct species. And it's the Himalayan pandas that need more urgent protection. Um, Poaching and deforestation and the illegal pet trade are really contributing to their demise, which is sad. Um, The adults... um, pandas weigh between 8 and 17 pounds so you can have you know little ones like a pomeranian <laughs> bigger one like a terrier and are 22 to 24 inches long they're weeny teeny yeah but their tail is 14 to 18 inches oh they long. have a tail oh they have quite a tail it's a bushy tail huh it's a great tail um, they prefer high-altitude temperate forests with bamboo. Um, they predominantly eat, you know, pandas eat, you know, kind of the stems and everything. But the the, the red panda likes just the, the leaves. Um, they're a kind of quiet in vocalizations, but they do squeal, twitter, and huff quack. <laughs> they can also hiss and grunt. <laughs> And the young cubs use a whistle or a high-pitched bleat to signal distress. Um, they're tree climbers, which is interesting. They Bamboo is 95% of their diet. Um, the giant pandas feed on, you know, the portion of bamboo that's woody. and But the red pandas are way more selective. They like the, the leaf tips. Um, and this is interesting for both the large panda and the red panda. Um, they grasp the plant stems with their forepaws. They have a a um, an extra, I want to say, joint that allows them to grasp it. Hmm. They also like apples, grapes, bananas, blueberry, and blueberries. They're solitary. They don't live in in a herd or a clan, and they only get together during breeding season. They are mostly active at dawn and dusk, and they like cooler weather. So they're not a you know real happy with the tropical or really hot. They they spend um, nearly as little energy as sloths in significantly cold temperatures, which they can lower their metabolic rate 
and then raise it every few hours as they wake up to look for food. So almost like a, you know, another bear. Yeah, that's interesting. That could, um, that could be a really useful, useful uh, little skill there. Well, yes. What I what really has attracted me to to them is you know that they're so darn cute. I mean, their face, their faces are just adorable, and they give birth in places like tree tree. Uh, you know, where a tree has fallen over, and you've got the leftover tree, mm-hmm. like. That's the word I'm looking for. Not a tr- that's not a tree stump. stump. Hollowed out piece of tree. Yeah, a hollowed out tree stump. Huh. Um, their their ankles are flexible. The fibula and tibia are attached to allow a fibula to rotate. That's why they can um, go headfirst down tree trunks. Oh, which so is, their feet turn around backwards. Huh. Yeah, which is a pretty cool. Um, they they kill her in the lumberjacks sports, <laughs> and they have the giant panda pseudo thumb, which is a, actually a, a modified wrist bone hmm. to grasp bamboo when feeding. Um, if you want to help uh, save the red pandas, uh, the Red Panda Network is um, is a very cool organization that is working with the indigenous people of the Himalayas and Nepal um, to protect the red panda, uh, particularly from poaching and deforestation. So um, although not, not a pet for home, certainly an animal to be protected and, and appreciated for being just so adorable. Here we are at Critter Nutrition, and then today's topic is hindgut health and butyric acid. An estimated 65% of all performance and sport horses experience hindgut ulcers. Stress, including environmental, training and transport stress, nutrition, overuse of omeprazole and NSAIDs are risk factors in the development of colon ulcers in horses. Horses are hindgut fermenters. The intestinal contents of food are mixed and fermented in the large colon with the help of microbes, water, electrolytes, and short-chain fatty acids. The short-chain fatty acids are acetate, propionate, and butyrate. The walls of the large colon control what's allowed to cross from the GI tract into the body and bloodstream. When that barrier is damaged or compromised, harmful substances gain access across the intestinal barrier. This can cause systemic health challenges. What is a hindgut ulcer? A hindgut ulcer is a thinning of the lining of the colon. That lining is a barrier to keep harmful substances from gaining access to the circulatory system. The term hindgut ulcer can also refer to hindgut inflammation and hindgut stasis. Hindgut stasis refers to inefficient fermentation in the large intestine. It can be caused by acidic pH, also known as hindgut acidosis, an unbalanced microbial population, and dehydration. Short-chain fatty acids, butyrate. Short-chain fatty acids are the main metabolites produced in the colon by bacteria 
bacterial fermentation of dietary fiber and non-digestible carbohydrates. The short-chain fatty acids acetate, propionate, and butyrate are essential to this process. The short-chain fatty acids modulate health through energy metabolism within specific systems including gut barrier function, glucose homeostasis, immunomodulation, and metabolism. The fatty acids also boost the protective mucus layer in the GI tract. Current research has specifically noted the anti-inflammatory and healing abilities of butyrate, also known as butyric acid. Studies have shown that butyrate can assist the intestinal mucosa immune barrier, reduce the production of pro-inflammatory factors, and reduce the incidence of colonic inflammation in animal and human models. The effects of diet stress, NSAIDs, and parasites. Hay and forage are critical to the equine GI tract and provide the fiber necessary for the fermentation process of the hindgut and the production of butyric acid and other short-chain fatty acids. Changes in the bacteria colonies in the hindgut affect short-chain fatty acid production. Stress is an important factor as it can disrupt the colonies of beneficial bacteria in the gut, which then opens the door to inflammation. When too many simple carbohydrates, that is sugars and simple starches, are undigested in the small intestine, they pass into the colon. This causes a change in the pH of the hindgut, reducing the beneficial colony of bacteria and reducing mucus production. This in turn can lead to inflammation and a weakened intestinal barrier. Specific NSAIDs such as bute stop the production of beneficial prostaglandins, which are actually important for mucosal protection. Parasite load, particularly tapeworm, can damage the intestinal lining and consequently lead to hindgut ulcers. Supportive foods for a horse's production of butyric acid. Legumes such as alfalfa support the body's production of the short-chain fatty acids. Beet fiber, as in beet pulp, provides non-digestible fiber that provides fermentation benefits. Psyllium, medicinal mushrooms, and apple pectin are fiber-rich carbohydrate foods that are also important for the production of butyric acid. Medicinal mushrooms contain non-starch polysaccharides known as beta-glucans. Beta-glucans have been extensively studied, particularly for their GI tract support, immune support, and in the prevention and treatment of metabolic, metabolic disease in humans and animals. MOS, mannan oligosaccharides, and inulin, which are prebiotics, are food for the microbes in the hindgut, helping to maintain a healthy colony. Hindgut pH, the effects of starch and protein. Horses eating diets with high levels of non-structural carbohydrates, what we call NSC, are associated with hindgut acidosis as well as laminitis. High levels of starch entering the hindgut can change the pH of the large intestine. This is also true of the fructans in grass and hay. A healthy hindgut requires a pH of 6.7. A drop in the pH affects the microbial populations, and a drop in pH to 6 can indicate subclinical acidosis. This is one good reason to get hay tested and to know how much NSC is in your hay. 
as well as the ESC component, the ethanol-soluble carbohydrates, which is the subset of the water-soluble carbohydrates. So you can be sure of the amount of sugars and fructans your horse is getting. Fructans are sugars that can't be broken down in the foregut. Fructans are resistant to the digestive enzymes in the stomach and the small intestine. When fructans pass into the hindgut, they affect the pH and cause an increase in lactic acid. This can lead to an inflammatory response and even laminitis. Protein. According to a study by the University of Glasgow in 2017 called Diets High in Crude Protein, for, <clears throat> have been seen to increase buffering capacity at 14 to 17 percent protein this indicates that protein in food may act as a buffer against acidity it's important to note that alfalfa pellets and alfalfa cubes provide 15 to 18 percent crude protein beet pulp which can also be beneficial to the hindgut has much lower protein values 9 to 10 percent crude protein assistance from probiotics Short-chain fatty acids are produced by specific bacteria. Among those bacteria strains is bifidobacteria. Research is indicating that an emphasis on stimulation of butyrate with a combination of bifobacterium, MOS, manoligosaccharides, or inulin and diet can support a healthy colon and can reduce the consequence of a hindgut disorder. Sodium butyrate. Several equine supplement companies have added butyrate in the form of sodium butyrate. Sodium butyrate is produced through hydroformylation from propene and syngas, not from food ingredients. Sodium butyrate is a common industrial chemical. It's approved as a food additive, fishing bait additive, and a food flavoring. Biostar does not use sodium butyrate. To support the body's production of short-chain fatty acids, including butyrate, maintain pH, and support microbial colonies in the hindgut, we rely on real food ingredients. Warming and cooling foods. In Ayurvedic medicine, foods and plants are either warming, cooling, or neutral. Warming foods increase digestive fire. Cooling foods cool digestive fire. If your horse has a gastric or hindgut ulcer, you want to reduce the heat. Yeasts are classified as a warming food. But when your horse is dealing with either a hindgut or gastric ulcer, you don't want to add more heat. You want to cool down the fire. If your horse has a gastric or hindgut ulcer, look for cooling probiotic supplements that contain lactobacillus and or bifidobacterium, yet do not contain yeast probiotics. In summary... Short-chain fatty acids are important in the health and function of the hindgut and the GI tract. Butyrate enhances the mucosal immune barrier and provides healthy inflammatory response support in the colon. Hay and feed high in NSC as well as high fructan content in grasses can negatively impact the pH of the hindgut, thereby affecting microbial populations, fermentation, and the production of short-chain fatty acids including butyrate. Protein at 14 to 17% can help maintain the correct pH of the hindgut, which is critical for the fermentation of food by microbes. Specific foods such as alfalfa and beet pulp can support a healthy hindgut. Alfalfa provides more crude protein than beet pulp does. Targeted probiotics such as bifidobacteria with prebiotics such as MOS and inulin are important support for the hindgut. 
psyllium, pectin, and medicinal mushrooms support short-chain fatty acid production in the hindgut, particularly butyrate production. Horses with hindgut ulcers benefit from cooling probiotic strains such as lactobacillus and bifidobacterium. Real horses and real dogs are healthier, perform better, and recover more quickly on real food. That's why BioStar empowers horse and canine owners with 100% whole food nutrition, supplements, and feeding programs. BioStar products are made at their own certified non-GMO facility in Gordonsville, Virginia, using real fruit ingredients that are raw, freeze-dried, or dehydrated, never cooked, and are free from artificial flavors, colors, soy, corn, wheat, and molasses. The BioStar product line includes a wide range of whole food, horse and dog supplements, treats, and unique artisan poultices that embrace the ancient and traditional uses of clay and plants. Visit BioStarUS.com today and learn about whole foods and canine and equine nutrition so you can make the best decisions about the care and health of your horses and dogs. That's BioStarUS.com. Whole food nutrition the way nature intended. In Coffee Clutch today, I'm actually going to give credit to BoredPanda.com. Refer to to Breed of Show you heard earlier. (laughs) (laughs) They put out an article about this. Whoever it is on Twitter has a, a Twitter account that is called Thoughts of Dog. Tweets dogs would be sharing if they had opposable thumbs and could tweet. <laughs> so I have to share the, this in Coffee Clutch because some of the – anybody who has a dog will absolutely know that this is what their dog would say as a tweet. Number one, first, uh, first tweet, I drank all the water in my bowl earlier, <laughs> but just now. I returned to the same bowl, and it was full. (laughs) Again, the bowl is haunted. (laughs) Pickles would totally, totally tweet that. (laughs) Except she would have exclamation points. Oh my gosh, the bowl is haunted! (laughs) It's a magic bowl! Number two, human is sad again. Two licks on the hand. Only a single pat in return. I will do better. (laughs) Number three. I've gotten bigger. But the human has always been the same size. At this rate, I will soon control the household (laughs) just lost my human I barked and barked turns out they were just in a different room (laughs) alert level back to green (laughs) pickles again yeah 
Oh my gosh, my human's gone. <laughs> yes. The human brought friends over. One of them forgot to pet me as they entered. That individual has 30 seconds to rectify the situation. <laughs> if I am sleeping on you, you cannot move. It is the law. <laughs> it took me so long to cover this house with my love and you just vacuumed <laughs> it up. <laughs> Noise has awoken me. Possible sources world ending definite apocalypse wake the human immediate no other possibilities. <laughs> so, so the dog is on Twitter. Yeah, it's called Thoughts of a Dog. Th thoughts of Dog. There's no the, th just Thoughts of Dog. Thoughts of Dog. Thoughts of Dog. Um, which one of your dogs would tweet? That's a good question. Um, I think Kimasabi would have tweeted in his younger years. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I think Keen would definitely. Keen would be all over. Have he'd have a Facebook page, Instagram account. He'd be the social media king. Oh, hundred oh, percent. Yeah, I think I think Pickles the Greyhound would be an Instagram dog. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, she's very visual, <laughs> being a greyhound and all. Oh, is she? Yeah. Oh, of course, sighthound. Yeah, and she and she's. Very keen. She likes to look. She like when so, she's a, ref, a reflection or something flies by. And yeah, she's very visual, and I think she finds certain things fascinating to stare at. So I think she'd be. And uh, she's also a little oh. bit of a drama queen. So you got to have that. I I just thought this, and I'm reading it exactly as it's written. Yeah, there's it's yeah, like, there's a lot of pauses. <laughs> a lot of pauses. This is this um, one's, This is my favorite one. And it's all caps. We're at the park. <laughs> I was not supposed to get money. But I am so money. It is important to set realistic goals. <laughs> it, it's, it's very clever. So you can go to Board Panda and find thoughts of dog. Or if you have a Twitter account... Um, it, it's, it will definitely put a smile on your face. There you go. A smile on your face. And if you want to learn more about hindgut health and butyric acid, by the way, uh, Tigger has an excellent blog post over on Biostar US and it's just biostarus.com, right? Correct. And, um, the things that she went over today in Critter Nutrition, as well as some other details are in that blog post. So if you're like me and you're a visual learner and you want to read through that to, Memorize more details. And we have a very good um, illustration of the colon in that article. Yeah, you have a good a, a, an infographic about how it 
all yes. the way through. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good stuff. So all of that's there. Uh, don't forget to follow Biostar US on Facebook because fun things happen over there upon occasion. So just go over to Facebook and like Biostar US. There we go. So I guess that kind of wraps it up for this time around, eh? Have a have a good week, everybody. Yeah, we'll do that. You you uh take a take a have some cocoa and get back into your routine. <laughs> yes, thanks. <laughs> thanks for listening, everyone, and thanks to our sponsor, Biostar US. You can find them online at BiostarUS.com. Get the Horse Radio Network phone app on iOS or Android by searching for Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and easy to use. For details about today's show, go to HealthyCrittersRadio.com where you can find links, photos, and more information about our guests. As always, we love your feedback. Please follow us on Facebook under Healthy Critters Radio. Be sure to visit all the great shows on Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Love your dog. Hug your horse. Feed your chickens. Clean your litter box. Dance with your goat. Slither with your snakes. Howl at the moon. Hang with your hamster. Party with your parrot. Waddle with your walrus. Outwit your otter. Cuddle your cows. Rap with your raptor. Go chipping with your chipmunks. Forgive your fox. While hedging your hog. We also recommend that you rack with your raccoon. Gyrate with your giraffe. Meditate with a meerkat. Uber with your orangutan. Facebook with your flamingo. Ponder with your panda. Walk with your wookie. Yawn with your yak. Twitter with your toucan. Go raining with your reindeer. Dropbox your dragon. (laughs) 